Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey guys, so what is Thrivehood, you might ask? Well, that's a good question. I'd say it's a relevant life roadmap for young men out there who want to thrive as they're maturing boldly into manhood. From the very serious to the silly, I chat about a wide variety of relatable topics that both challenge and motivate you to do what needs to be done now so you can become who you want to be later. I'm Tim Williams, and this is Thrivehood. So why did the robber take a bath before he stole from the bank? He wanted to make a clean getaway. I know, that's so bad. (laughs) When does it rain money? When there is change in the weather. (laughs) Oh my gosh, these are terrible. Okay, one more. I'm sorry. Why don't cows have any money? Because farmers milk them dry. (laughs) I couldn't even finish. Because farmers milk them dry. Okay. So much. Oh, man, those are terrible. But anywho, hey, welcome into Thrivehood. Uncle Tim, your host. I want to take a few minutes here. This is going to be a very, very high level introductory to putting a budget together for you tweeners and teens out there. I think that is something that is has been lost. And I, I think there are some schools that still do that, high schools and junior high. I think they touch on this a little bit, but I do know that in some states and in some districts, it's never even taught. So I wanted to take just a few minutes and share with you. And again, guys, this is high level. And I am by no means a financial planner, but this stuff is pretty basic. So let's go down the list here in what I would consider chronological order. So here's step one. Step one is pretty simple, figuring out how much money comes in. That's pretty easy, right? That could be paychecks from a job. That could be allowances. Maybe you're getting allowances from your parents or guardians, whoever's raising you. All kinds of different ways maybe that you are bringing in cash, bringing in money. For the last three years, my son, he took on mowing a couple of lawns here in our neighborhood. And so he was bringing in money on a regular basis. So we obviously had to figure out what to do with that, which is, you know, open a bank account, start putting it into the bank. And he needed to start tracking his income. And so that's what we did. So that would be the first thing, finding out what your income is. And you want to base that pretty much on a monthly basis, okay? Now, you might get money on different occasions, like for your birthday or holiday, or someone just wants to give you some money for whatever reason. And that would be an additional income that you could add in. But you want to base what your income is on pretty much just what it is on a regular basis without any of the anomalies that might pop in and have you 
you know, get a few extra bucks here and there, which is great. But you really want to base this on truly what you are getting on a monthly basis and start there. So that would be your total monthly income. So you have that number there. Now what you want to do is you want to calculate your required expenses. What is a required expense? It's a cost to you. It's something that you pay out that either you have to, and, and we'll, we'll break this down this way. There are fixed expenses. There are sort of must-haves, okay? And then there are ancillary or variable expenses. So we'll talk first about the must-have or the fixed costs. Those are things that you pretty much can't do without. If you are, let's say you're driving and you are needing to put gas in your car, maybe, and again, every family's different, but maybe you're having to pay a little bit of cost for the car. Maybe you're, you're paying car payments. Maybe you have you know, car insurance. Again, every family's different. Some are paying it all. Some of them are asking for, you know, young men to pay part of it or all of it. So it all varies. But if you have a cost that your parents or guardians are asking you to pay, that's a fixed expense. That's something that you can't avoid. You're going to have to pay that. Maybe you have a cell phone bill. I mean, maybe you're paying a little bit of that. You're helping your parents out. So those are fixed expenses. And by the way, don't forget if you have a job that you are providing, like in the case of my son, where he was mowing lawns, there is a little bit of a cost for his business. He had to put gas in the lawnmower. We actually had to overhaul a little bit this last year and change out the oil and spark plugs. It needed some new needed some new blades. So there was a cost associated with that. So you will actually want to figure that cost into that. We could get into other areas of, you know, developing a, a business model for tracking finances, but we don't need to go into that at, at least right now anyway. So again, what are all of the costs, fixed costs that you know, gosh, I, there's no way around it. I'm going to have to pay this. And then there are the variable costs or the not so must have costs. That is eating out. That is going to a movie. That is maybe you, maybe you want to avoid all the ads on Spotify and you want to just pay the $10 fee every month to get all the music you want and avoid all the commercials. Oh, those are all variables. Those are things you really, if you, you could live without them. Okay. But in any event, you're adding all of those numbers together. These are the expenses that you have each month. Now you're doing a little bit of math. It's pretty simple, right? You take what your income is, what you're bringing in every month, and you subtract all of your expenses. Pretty easy, right? Well, here's what's going to happen. One of three results will take place. You're going to have money left over. You're going to have no money left over at all. Or you're actually in the negative. <laughs> and you may be thinking, well, how is that possible? Well, in your case, it's a little different. And we'd be going down a bunny trail if I would explain you know, debt to income ratio. But with this particular situation that we're discussing here today, you know, maybe you went out to eat and your parents paid for your meal that day, or maybe they let you borrow 50 bucks, or maybe one month they said, ah, don't worry about paying us the car payment this month. Okay, there, or maybe they put gas in your car one week and it helped you out. But I would still, if I were you, I would count that as a cost to you, even though someone else paid that. If that someone else decides not to do it next time, guess what? It's going to be a cost to you now. So you should factor in everything that would be a cost and see where you end up. 
Now, here's the goal and here's the hope. Now, the hope is that you have enough money to not only cover your expenditures, but you have also enough so you can put some in savings. You want to have a rainy day fund. I would suggest, too, that you put a little back to maybe help others. Maybe there is a charity that you would like to give to periodically, or there's maybe you, you believe in giving back to your church, or, or you, know, you have an opportunity here to help someone. It would be great to have a little bit of a, of a, of a certain amount set aside for that. And I'm going to tell you, if you are reaching the age of 19, 20, 21 years old, I would start a 401k plan right now. I would do it right now. Absolutely. So the goal is, if you just want my opinion, you need to cover your expenditures. You need to have some money to put back in savings, a little bit of money to put back to just to give and have a little bit of money to put into a 401k to set you up. Now, let me talk about the 401k for a second. Recently, I was well, I was just looking on social media and there was this lady that came up on one of the um, one of the social media sites. She was talking about if you were at the age of 20 years old and you were to put a hundred dollars a month into a 401k for the next 10 years. So from age 20 to age 30, you would put a hundred dollars, start to say ten dollars, put a hundred dollars a month every month into that investment. At the end of those 30 years, if you were to stop, which I would highly recommend you don't, but she was making a point here, but if you were to stop after age 30, by age 60, you would have a million dollars, a million bucks in your account. What do you think would happen if not only you continued that year after year, $100, but actually as your level of income went up, you would maybe even increase the amount of money that you could put into 401k until you retire. Guys, those of you listening to me right now could be multimillionaires by the time you reach retirement. It's an absolute truth and a reality. Now, it doesn't seem like it right now. And we're not going to talk about the stocks and the Dow and all this stuff. And it looks a little bleak, but we're looking long-term. We're not looking right now. This is a long-term play for us. So, and I didn't mean to go off on the whole 401k thing because I know we're talking in generalities, but that is something that I am seeing a number of young men not putting into place. And guys, I'm going to tell you, it is crucial. There are no such things as pensions anymore. There's always talk that Social Security is going to be gone by the time we get to that point where we can pull it out. So it's up to you, right? You know, Thrivehood. It's all about you. What can you do? How can you better yourself? Don't look for others to make your life better. You make your life better. You figure out a way to make it better. This is one way that you can do it. And hey, if you can't start out at 100 and you can start out at 20, do it. Start out at 20 or 30. And then in a year or two, if your income gets better, move it up to 50 or 60. But just start now. I think it's inc incredibly important. The one last thing I want to say about this, too, is if you find that after you've done your math, you are in the negative or you have a, you know, it's a wash. You are at zero balance. You didn't really, you don't really have anything left over, nor are you in the negative. And you might be thinking, well, that's great. The problem is if you come across something that you might want down the road, maybe it's a big ticket item. Maybe there's, I don't know, I'm trying to think, you know, maybe, maybe the car you've had for a couple of years and it is on its last leg and your dad says, hey, or your mom, whoever says, hey, 
You come up with 500 bucks to put down. We'll sign and co-sign for you to get a new car. You've been diligent. You've proven that you can be reliable. We'll do that for you. Well, guys, if you're only left with $10 a month or $20 a month in your account, how long is it going to take you to save up the 500 bucks? right? It's going to take you a long time. Now, maybe you don't care and it's, if it takes you five years, that's fine. Okay, well, that's fine. That's that's your prerogative. But if you want to get that car sooner, you're going to have to figure out a way to save more money. And if your income isn't getting better, if your income isn't increasing, what do you have to do, right? Yeah, you know where I'm going and it hurts, right? You're going to have to pull back on your expenditures. You're going to have to find areas where you can save a little bit of cash. So maybe that isn't going to the movies so much with your girlfriend or eating out with your buddies, or maybe you pull back on driving some gas prices, at least right now, as of this episode are through the roof, right? Costs are, are really high. So maybe you have to pull back in areas here or there. Maybe you cancel the Spotify monthly program and save yourself 10 bucks a month because you you really want to save up for that. And guys, that is budgeting. That's what budgeting is all about. And maybe later, maybe you've bought that big ticket item in a, a year or so down the road and your income is, has improved a little bit. Maybe you're making a little more. And then you're like, well, I don't really have anything immediate. So yeah, maybe I could restart my you know Spotify account again and pay that 10 bucks a month so I can get my free, well, you're not free, but I can get my uh, have ad free is what I was trying to say. Have an ad free experience with Spotify. Well, you see you, and, and that's what it, that's what it is. And, and so that's where I want to end with, with this understanding that budgeting is all about being practical and being smart with your money. If you have only so much coming in and you have so much going out, there's only two ways that you can make things better. You can increase your income, right? You can make more money and still spend the same way, or you can have your income the same and reduce the amount that you're spending so that you can actually accomplish all of these other goals. So in the end, guys, I would say this. I would say that after you've finished your budget, you've looked at what's coming in, you're looking at what's going out and what should be going out, what should be included, I should say, in what's going out, your, your costs, your expenses, should be a little bit to savings, a little bit to help others, and something in 401k, and then just a little bit extra, just, you know, maybe 50 bucks extra, 20 bucks extra, that's just sort of there as, yeah, you might want to go out, you know, eat a little extra or do something here, do something there. I always sort of like to have just a little, what I call a miscellaneous account, where after everything's accounted for, I've got about, you know, 40 or 50 bucks a month where I'm like, yeah, you know, I, th I think maybe I'll, I'll go, we might go to an extra show this month, or you know what, I'm going to decide this month, I'm going to stick that into my savings, or I'm going to take half of that 50, and I'm going to put it in my 401k, and the other half, I'm going to go buy, you know, go buy something that I've been wanting. And this doesn't take into account any costs to give for others, birthdays, anniversaries, special events, maybe you're going to buy your girlfriend a necklace or something like that, right? This doesn't account for any of that. So you've got to keep that in mind. So understand that it's a fluid thing, right? It's a liquid thing. This is always changing. Budgeting is, is constantly changing. You don't necessarily have to set it to one parameter and then just live like that the rest of your life. You can give and choose. Some months you might want to spend more on movies or going out to eat. 
Other months, you might want to pull back and say, I really need to focus and put my money here or my efforts here. So I hope that helps. I hope that gave you a little bit of insight. Happy budgeting. And until next time, stay strong. This podcast is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Views and opinions expressed by guests are not necessarily those of the host. Please seek the advice of a trusted adult or qualified professional on matters specific to your needs. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.